Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Welcome to Night After Nights, a podcast about eight seasons in a row. I'm Lisa Fernandes, and I am Chris Jai Wardner. We're here to review Bachelor Mothers, which is the third episode in the second season of Laverne and Shirley. Directed by Howard Storm and written by Barry Rabinowitz. And I'm sure you got some tidbits about the two of them, don't you, Chris? Well, uh, in Howard Storm's case, uh, I've got to do a little more of a deep dive and we'll hopefully be having some little more because he's definitely coming back soon. Um, The... the detail here, uh, it's, it's Howard obviously has been directing quite a few of these episodes so far of the the last uh, few. Uh, and uh, But in terms of the writer, he also did an episode long time later of the League of Their Own TV show. Oh, yes, that is really interesting. Penny actually did direct an episode of the ser- that series. Tom Hanks directed an episode of that series. Oh, nice. Uh, it's an interesting take on what would have happened had Dottie rejoined the team down the line. Uh, it's not terribly great because they, they basically recast everyone, but the writing's okay, and I think with, with I don't know, I don't know if I'd say with a different writing regime, but or with different casting, it would have taken off, but it was a really good little, uh, one of the better let's transpose a movie to a TV series shots. But hmm. Neat. And Penny, Penny gave it her blessing, so it probably helps too. Yeah, that's, that's that's good. At the very least, they they did that. But I'm I'm fascinated because I never remember the show, even though I was definitely alive at the time yeah. that it was airing. So interesting. I watched it. Yeah, but Rabinowitz also. Uh, this is the first of many more episodes. He did eight episodes total for the series and wrote up till eighty two. Um, so we'll be, we'll be hearing about him at some other point in the future, uh, around the same time. He also joined the happy days, uh, writing staff as well, which I'm very curious, you know, what kind of scuttle or even what types of notes he was able to get back and forth between the two, uh, the two programs. Well, there was a lot of crossover between happy days, writers and Laverne Shirley writers and working Mindy writers. Uh, often people would be transferred from one writing team to the other. Often writers who were on the happy days, their happy days writing staff, we get transferred to the Laverne Shirley writing staff and then beg to be transferred back. Once again, backstage drama, backstage drama. But that was that was that was a thing that happened yeah, on and off during the running of the show. Mm. Okay, this, this is what happens during the episode. As the girls face down a dateless Saturday night, excitement arrives in the form of the Fawns, who brings his godson Danny Corrigan Jr. for them to babysit. Fonzie asks Laverne and Shirley to keep an eye on little Danny while Fonzie and Danny's mom go to an awards banquet honoring Danny Sr. But when Mel and Sam, the girls' errant dates, calls at, call in at the last minute to confirm their night a trip to Chicago, Laverne ends up going out alone. And when Sam and Mel call to cancel the date due to a severe storm happening outside just a few moments later, Shirley must do the unthinkable to save Laverne from a wasted trip. Trust Lenny and Squiggy with the care and feeding of an infant. What'd you think of this one? I'm I'm still a bit frozen in terror at the idea at a child in Lenny and Squiggy's care. They um, actually do a better job babysitting later in the uh, series. We'll get there. Yeah. But, well, I mean, it, that means, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking facetiously, of course. To yeah. be to be honest, Lenny and Squiggy are interesting characters in that the um, they're the kind of person that you would think, my God, they're so chaotic. But it's like when it comes to something as serious as a baby, you can't see them being that irresponsible all things yeah. considered it's um you know they're not gonna you know they might use it to p- try to get a date or something but like that's kind of the extent of it 
Um, but, uh, but no, the episode, this one was adorable. It was a great, um, crossover episode. It was good to see the Fonz back. I love hearing the audience go crazy. Um, and, uh, and man, what a kisser. My goodness. Um, it was a great, he, Henry Winkler and Penny Marshall had such great chemistry. Just that one scene where he kisses the hell out of her. And it's like, yeah, you can see why people kind of give the Fonz anything he wants in a way. In a way. Mm-hmm. Not everything he wants, but in a way. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, and it's a, uh, um, and just, you know, straight out the, straight out of the gate. I love the, uh, the whole bit with, um, with pop and the, you know, it's like, I got yes. two tickets, you know, and it's like on a Saturday night, what does somebody see me? It's like, so you mean you would go to me, go out, go on a Tuesday? Yeah, it was Tuesday. What's the difference? Saturday, Tuesday, Monday. And, you know, and I love, and I love how Shirley comes in and like completely confirms the same concept, like within, yep. you know, within seconds. It's great. My favorite um, bit of, sorry, but. Oh, no, 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 please. I was going to change topics. Please, go on. My favorite bit of that was when Laverne asks him, why don't you take Uncle Fungi? And he goes, the last time I took Uncle Fungi, he threw meatballs at Pee Wee Reese. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Oh, yeah, that was cute. That was good. Yeah, and I love the reference to Uncle Fungi because yeah. uh, uh, that was during the um, the burglar one, right? Yes. The uh, fake out of the stakeout? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uncle Fungi gets mentioned a few times. It's a great nice. comedy name. That's a great comedy name, as they say. Oh, seriously. Yeah, that is that is great a comedy naming. Um, so I, in terms of an opinion of the episode, I was I was a bit cynical initially because of the fact it's a baby episode. I find baby episodes, especially of sitcoms, to be a little uh, tacky. Yeah. But it's, you know, that's that's my own cynical side. But this was genuinely really cute. Yeah. Um, I, I like that they I love their reaction to the baby. I think was adorable. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it definitely showcases the, you know, as we saw on, you know, recently on the, uh, the happy days of Gary Marshall, uh, yes. retrospective family was really important to him. Yeah. And so the idea of it being the godson and this connection and family, and, you know, especially if remembering that in happy days, Fonzie being a godson, you know, is then connected to him wanting to be adopted as a godson to the Cunninghams, yes. um, is a, is a really, you know, sweet kind of romantic, um, uh, familial, yep. family ideal, yeah. you know? And that was really nice. Um, yeah, the way Fonzie eventually gets adopted into the family because he basically doesn't have any family himself. Uh, well, he does have some family, but you know, the, the, nobody that close. It's really a nice, long, long thought line that in the, by, by the end, he's basically an extra son, so to speak, for, this, yeah. for the family. Yeah. Uh, this episode actually is a part of a two-parter. Uh, Fonzie the Father is the Happy Days episode where this storyline starts. It actually features the birth of little Danny as far as I can remember. Please feel free to, cor- hmm. feel free to correct me, y'all. Uh, but uh, what happens is Richard is playing on this wild weekend while his parents were out of town. Fonzie brings over uh, the pregnant wife of his friend and said, hey, can you watch out for her? Uh, you know, and then she ends up going to labor. <laughs> and this is the oh, my gosh. Over the baby. So yeah. Oh geez. Yep. That's what I think ends up happening. I think it's been a while since I've seen it. I don't have the resources because once again, CBS will not stream the show anywhere. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Ha- I think that's what I recall happening in the episode. It's really sweet. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, Richie's plans to party while his parents are out of town. 
are ruined when Fonzie invites the very pregnant wife of one of his oldest friends to stay in Joni's room and orders Richie to keep an eye on yep. her until her husband returns from a road trip. Yep, you Thank you, Shepard one one three eight. I just wanted to make, wanted to make wanted to make sure to credit the person who put up the yep. little storyline on IMDb. Um, but yeah, the yeah. Um, so what was kind of interesting about this episode is it's very. Um, it's actually pretty compact. Yeah. It's this kind of like some of the episodes like, um, you know, like last season, it's very compressed, mm-hmm. small. It's small in the scope of the sense that there's only like really only like six scenes. Like it's, it's yeah. a very short play practically. Yeah. And so it's like, they get kind of introduced to the, to the baby and you, know, you have the characters kind of interact with the baby. And then, you know, the, the, the inciting and uh, inciting incidents occur, take place with yes. the, the phone and all of that. And, yeah, because yeah. like I'm even having to go back through my notes to even be reminded that Carmine even shows up yeah. in this episode. Yeah, he kind of has a throwaway scene. Uh, it doesn't really affect the plot. Uh, apparently, has a Fonzie level uh, magical attachment to his voice where he can just sing anybody to sleep. And uh, that was magic. Yeah, that was that was cute. That was cute though. That was very very cute. He used to be the little ragu after all. Right, <laughs> it's cute. I still, I, I'm still not sure if I like him very much, yeah. but that is cute. Yeah, there's more nonsense with him and Lucille in this episode. I was going to ask what you thought of that. Uh, stop being gross in a sleaze, Carmine, please. <laughs> it happens. Uh, you have to wait to get there, but it happens. Boy. But on the flip side, you know, back to the girls, um, I loved the uh, a rare Cheryl Thirst sighting with regards to uh, Mel and Sam. on the And the whole phone sequence was amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I, you can see the fun that they're having writing it. And you can totally see them having tons of fun in the rehearsal, just trying to practice getting the timing right. Yeah. It's, it's like, hello, hello, Sal. No, no, this is Sin. This is, this is Cheryl. Yeah. Put, put Mel on, you know. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mel and Sam. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up yeah. now. I, well, that's fine because Laverne does the same thing. She can't remember which one of them she has a crush on. So, right. <laughs> which is a great bit. Scott, they're oh, kind man. of like, become two amorphous dudes who are handsome and kind of vaguely have careers so hey why not we're bored it's saturday we have nothing else to do that's basically the theme mm-hmm. of the episode yep uh but what's interesting to me also is that the relationship between fonzie and laverne has kind of shifted before you could see they were boyfriend and girlfriend at one point when you saw them mm-hmm. in the bachelor party episode together and now it's like they don't know each other as well. It's almost like a regression of the characterization of their relationship, which I thought was, it was thought it was interesting at the very least to point that one out. Yeah. At, at least interesting, if not a little frustratingly confusing yeah. to me in some respects, I think what at least helps. I, I love you had a comment while we were watching this together was uh, Laverne, you rascal. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Laverne, you rascal was mine. Uh, Girls got brains was yours. Yeah. Um, and, Agreed, because I love how she she gets that one extra kiss out of Fonzie, and that that was I think kind of a nice little sort of return to that. You know, he knows that she's she's just playing a little hard to get, and just neat wants another kiss out of him. And I, I thought that was really cute. Yeah. That was really sweet. Their relationship and is so that pretty amusing in a lot of ways. It's, it's not my absolute favorite uh, Laverne relationship canonically. That's still Norman. Her relationship with Norman mm-hmm. is still my favorite, but yeah, mm-hmm. they got they got a nice little spice there. Nice little bit of zizz, little zazz. Yep. Uh, and I love, uh, you know, as the episode continues and then, you know, the uh, the whole like, well, they want to date, but they got the baby. And then, you know, Laverne's, you know, wins um, with the uh, what was it? The uh, 
Yeah, the oh god, I have to know of the line. It was the there was the line when uh, that uh, that she says like the the fingers. You know, the, basically she she uh, she went. You know, Laverne. I think we've already established that when it comes to the girls having to choose between the two and they have to compete for something in some game like potatoes or something. Yeah. Um, or picks that uh, Laverne always loses. And I love this one time Laverne so far has won. Yeah. It's off camera. Yeah. So it's yeah. like the the, ca- the camera is is <laughs> is her bad luck charm. There you go. Anything that makes it into yeah. canon is her bad luck charm. And that also proves true. But anyway. <laughs> right. But. Uh, uh, but uh, God. Oh, I was just gonna say it was uh, Cheryl's uh, spiteful smile was beautiful. Yeah. I, I felt that was that was great. Yeah. She was just like she did not want to be stuck with that baby. And then oops, well neither one of them get to go anywhere. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Everything about the way the boys are used in this episode is perfect. Mm-hmm. The idea that they're upstairs in their ridiculous outfits cooking for uh, two uh, women cooking tea uh, cooking tea leaves right cooking tea leaves. And cooking tea leaves, yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, I know it's uh, for two. Uh, I guess if we use the more com- the today's nomenclature, although I know they don't use that in the show, is uh, would probably be Romani, yeah, a Romani woman yes, or woman, yes. yes, yeah. And uh, uh, my favorite little moment is Lenny saying that he brought old Betsy the ladle to beat their intruders <laughs> because they thought they had yes. girls had intruders. You got burglars, you got burglars, I brought old Betsy, yeah, uh. I was I was telling you I think before we started recording that's that's I, I old Betsy is what I used to think the minigun and predator was called which uh, oh. I think it's old Betsy or something I can't yeah. remember what it's called actually I'd have to look it up but yeah it's Betsy or Betsy I think yeah yeah um, I, there's just uh, everything about it. the boys thinking that the only reason the girls would ask them to do this is because they're being pranked which is an inverse of the girls thinking that the boys put Eric in their apartment to prank them so what kind of heck is going on between the for them off camera just think about yeah. that what the heck are they pranking i mean i'm just thinking of what what was like camp or middle school like oh you know? my goodness uh, they like, they have known each other since they were i think six i think it's first grade right. i think it's implied that laverne moved from brooklyn when she was around five so, yeah, it's just four or five, yeah. I think. Yeah. When he's squeaky, have known each other since they were at least four, I think is the implication that we get eventually. So, gosh. Yeah. A sandbox love. Right. But it's a, uh, and that's the thing is, there's, it's if you've known someone that long, man, you have to have had some stories. And then for them to have that suspicion of each other, oh boy. Yeah. It's, and I, I love the line the, uh, look at that, they even got a baby for the joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can't fool uh, me. Yep. Oh, boys. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the, uh, the, the whole follow-up to that, yes. you know, the whole heckling, the watching heckling Jekyll and the, uh, what's that line later on the boys get, which I think it's from, uh, it's from, it's from uh, uh, Squiggy. And what, you know, what does the end matter? They come, it's, what is it? Uh, it comes. Who, ca- who cares how it ends? That's the whole point of the beginning and the middle. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Yeah, that's the line, that's the line, that's the line. There is some perfect physical comedy here where Shirley jumps on Squiggy and tries to strangle him for giving away the baby. Laverne peels mm-hmm. Shirley off, tells her to keep calm, and then takes a running flying leap at Squiggy and starts strangling the heck out of him. <laughs> Which is still. I don't love it. I lost my calm. I lost my calm. Yep. Yep. The way she just leaps Penny Marshall, that physicality from her is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
yeah, the the overall episode altogether and the physical comedy in particular is so strong through this entire episode and and it's amazing. And and the way that they're able to maintain the physical comedy gags and then, you know, remember that these are sometimes long takes, but they're having to then deliver lines in between. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it looked like it looked just like the baby, but bigger. <laughs> That's why the girls would be biting the insides of their mouths and their tongues, trying to laugh at David and Michael as they would be coming in and doing this stuff. Most of which they rewrote. Apparently. I'm just imagining their their dentist like looking in, it's like, whoa, what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I love Shirley squeaking. The squeaking is is so cute. Yes. Oh, uh, oh, Laverne, I'm getting hysterical. I'm getting hysterical. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> That's not how it works, Cheryl. Oh, so, so. I was surprised it didn't end up in a double slap. They usually just slap each other, but I didn't end up in a double slap. Yeah. You, you would think that's where they would be going, but no. Yep. It's still really good, though. Yep. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's great. And when the uh, when the mom comes back, you know, the the embarrassment humor was a little uh, is not, you know, really my thing, as I've often said. But God, the timing of those those lines and the cuts and everything is so good. And then the scooter probably hanging out of Shirley's mouth yeah. is like, Vroom. yeah, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> yeah. And then Shirley just went, like, daddy, daddy, until, until Laverne just slaps her hand over her mouth to make her stop. Just mm-hmm. like oi. We just we just we just gotta tell you we to Danny, we we uh we love that boy. <laughs> and then uh, uh and then it turns out the boys were right and they actually did the right thing, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> For canon right. so far in the season. But, but, yep. but they will have their flexible morality coming up, but they do have a moral code, so that being said, if they were that paranoid about burglars, if some man comes to the door you know, they're going to be a little, they're going to be at least a little suspicious. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to imagine, you know, at least one of them having the wherewithal. That is yeah. if the TV show they were watching wasn't on at the time. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, I imagine I, I do love, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I love, uh, what was, it? I think it was Shirley that says, uh, the clowns that were, uh, that brought over to entertain a little Danny. Yeah. They were clowns. They were clowns. <laughs> it was like, and, I love that. I can actually taking up what you just saw, what you just said rather. Um, I can absolutely imagine that. Well, they saw this guy. He looks like the baby. So, eh, okay, fine. That's his father. That's the kind of logic they operate on. Logic level they operate on mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So. Uh, not, the, the girls and the girls obviously think that they're that dumb that they would just let the baby go with whoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, some of those logic through lines. I love Fonzie coming back to watch Heckle and Jekyll with the girls. Which, that, yeah, that was I cute. love that. That was cute. And you don't get to see Fonzie being that like kid-like. And that's what, that was really cute. Yeah, it's. I guess it's not allowed on Happy Days. But Laverne and Shirley is allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's allowed to be a little bit of a little kid in a way. In the episode. Fitting for an episode about a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh... I also noticed that Carolina White gets billed early for playing Rosie Greenbaum in this episode. She doesn't, I noticed that. She doesn't appear at all in the body of the episode. So I don't know if something got cut, if there's something in the original edit. Uh, CBS did start using syndication edits for the show mm. uh, and putting them on DVD. So you'll notice a lot of music substitution issues, 
Oh, I'm missing scenes. A few punchlines get cut, which is unfortunate. Oh no! A few, a few, uh, like as we get deeper into the show. Uh, so far, it's not too terribly noticeable, but yeah. So I have no idea if she had a scene at some point that got chopped out or what. But she's built here two episodes before her debut. Hmm. Which is Indeed, yeah, it's interesting thing. I wonder if it could have been a contractual thing, and it may. I almost wonder if like they had the wrong, like wrong title cards were given to the folks that did the titles for the episode. I don't know. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. it's like the evolving spelling of Lenny's last name for like uh, right two entire episodes is Kowalski mm-hmm. in uh, season one, and then it obviously has shifted by uh, two episodes in season one where they actually say his last name on screen. And in scripts, interesting enough, uh, it's Kaznowski spelled with a Z. Hmm. Uh, and that's in the original script for Love is the Tar Pits, which is uh, currently on sale and in on sale, so up for auction on eBay, is spelled with a Z, which is. So I have no idea what the, heck's going, what the heck was going on in the writer's room, but I thought that was. That's it's interesting how these things happen, you know? It's interesting how these things happen. Hmm. Yeah. Things change, but yeah, but, but ultimately, I mean, it was, it was enjoyable. It was a succinct, fast paced episode. And I do like the message. A lost baby is worse than a wet friend. Yes. Yes. Perfect last little line there. That's perfect. Mm. That's still great. So what'd you think? Would you rank this? Um, ranking wise, gosh, um, I would probably give this a pretty solid, like seven, seven and a half, to be honest. Yeah. For me, it's right around seven and a half, right almost an eight. Uh, fun little physical comedy bits, fun verbal humor. Uh, the boys are used to perfection. Henry Winkler just adds so much to the episode. He's mm-hmm. so much fun mm-hmm. as always. As always, he just embodies the fawns and brings him into the situation, makes him make sense in the situation, and then uh, continues to uh, add to the flavor of the of the main dish of the episode so to speak so yeah yeah, yeah it's a darn good episode it's a darn good episode not my favorite of the season darn. but a darn good episode yeah i mean this is definitely one of the and when it comes to comedy this is one i definitely would love to watch again yeah. you know i i yeah. enjoyed it yeah and and watching it with my mom she 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 loved the uh scooter pies reference because she remembers Aww. having those oh yeah yeah cute now that's that's gonna be a common thing whenever i rewatch these episodes with my mom if i have a story to to share that's gonna i hope folks out there can get used to that because that's gonna that's gonna happen i love my mind i bet you they'll love it yeah hey it, it, partial defense of me is that uh she did also help go have these on the uh the box set for me so oh i didn't know that yeah well, shout out to chris's mom for benefiting the show yeah yeah it's you know how it is you know family's often your first support as an artist Yes, I, truth, I, I think truth, truth. I, I think what we do is art. I'm not entirely sure yet. Yeah, it's art. It's a form of art. It's art in its own way. It's communicative arts. Yeah, communication arts. Yeah. yeah, it's like reviewing. Uh, if reviewing is an art. This is a this is an art form. Yeah, yeah. Right. We'll follow in the footsteps of Pauline Kael and Roger Ebert. Yeah, I'm clearly the Ebert yeah. of the of the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so cool. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm trying to think if there's anything other to cover. I mean, this was a, it's a really, I, I think this is an episode that's sort of his best experience. There's not a lot of like analytical depth we can necessarily jump into more of, because that goes into more like head cannons and things like that, I think, for these characters. But yeah. 
yeah. it's a darn it's a darn good episode. I think we really enjoyed it, and uh, we hope you out there, if you have seen it or if you haven't seen it, that you do as well. And if you have seen it and have any thoughts, you know, please let us know. Yes, please do. It's a yeah. episode. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I guess yeah. If you guys would like to to know more, you can find us on social media. We are uh, av- we are able to be found at Night After Night Pod on uh, Facebook and Tumblr, uh, Patreon, and uh, Night After Night PC on Twitter, which is uh, where we do also like little watch alongs and stuff when they play uh, they play on the air and things of that nature. And um, and yeah, definitely check, check out our Patreon. We we're gonna have some. Uh, we definitely have our nice incentives in there, and uh, we'll hopefully be. You know, come up with new stuff for the future, but uh, but yeah, thanks again for joining us, everybody. So, uh, Lisa, what's uh, what's next? Are we are we done with the happy days or of your or is there more ahead? There are indeed some happy days ahead. When the girls' TV set goes boom, they turn to Richie and Potsy, hoping to get a new one by by a competition, at a school dance. That's excuse me, may I cut in? No, you you may for, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right well i'm i'm excited for that i mean hey we get to see the director of solo on the dance floor hey there you go <laughs> everyone right. see everyone see that you stop off here take a little take your shoes off sit down relax with us and and uh and don't forget to uh bring it's uh by byo p and m your own pepsi and milk yes exactly yeah boo boo kitty's optional mm-hmm. yeah Anywho, thanks again, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye, y'all.